This podcast may contain scary, disturbing, or disgusting content. You have been warned. Hello everyone, we're Bark Studios, and this week we're proud to present the Keter class object SCP-939 with many voices. Hello, one person who is capable of listening to me ramble on about SCPs twice in one day. Welcome to round two. For those of you who are just tuning in now, which is probably most of you, unless you're the one or two people that seem to tune in every 1130-ish for new episodes, according to my analytics thingy, this episode came out late intentionally. At the normal time, we released a really weird episode. I explained in that episode why it was weird, so just go and listen to that one if you want to know. But to make a short story shorter, something that I'm very good at, I made a very short episode. And me, feeling bad that I was going to leave you all with close to nothing, I decided to give you a little bit extra. Also, apologies for the lots of background noise. Both of my little brothers are playing around me right now, so there's going to be quite a bit of background noise. Don't forget, we have the 1,000 plays mark coming up. We're doing a Q&A where we'll answer questions for you, the listeners. If we don't get any, I have some other stuff planned instead. Archer may or may not be in it, I honestly have no clue. SCP-939 is a species of pack-based predatory entities that resemble a dog with a semi-clear red skin and no fur. Their heads resemble a mix of an Archaeopteryx and a dinosaur, but without eyes, and contain a large set of semi-luminous red teeth. That means they kind of glow a bit. If stood on their hind legs, they usually measure about 2.2 meters tall and weigh around 250 kilograms, though this can vary. SCP-939 have a severely atrophied respiratory system, which will come up later. Instances do not need nutrition to survive, but will hunt anyway. When they eat, the dead matter will pile up in the lungs, see I told you it would come up later, over the period of several meals, until the creature is severely inhibited, and it will cough out all of the stuff it has eaten before repeating the process over the next couple of meals. They also appear to lack all other vital organs. Instances of SCP-939 have spikes along their back that may be pressure and air sensitive. They have four... Their four limbs end in three toes, and a fourth opposable thumb type thing. Hands are covered in setae, allowing them to climb walls like a gecko. They breathe a mild amnestic called AMNC227, which causes temporary anterograde amnesia, but most frightening of all, and the reason for their nickname is the ability of all mature instances to perfectly imitate the voice of humans and mimic sounds of other animals in order to lure their prey. They primarily hunt at night, but will occasionally hunt at day. SCP-939 have an immense bite force, having been measured in excess of three megapascals 35 megapascals they're 35 megapascals i'm gonna intervene here that's literally more than a thousand tons per square inch now i'm nor export burton force and that was found through a very basic internet search but if that's what it actually means holy cow you do not want these things biting you that could literally take out a piece of a tank 
At the time of the article's writing, SCP-939 instances are contained within the armed biocontainment chamber of Site-14. No locks are to have voice recognition software, as there is no current way to distinguish between the sounds of SCP-939 and the actual voices of people. Personnel are required to wear hazmat suits when entering the room and always be armed when interacting with them. SCP-939 instances in captivity are to be outfitted with tracking devices and fed regularly. Not human meat, obviously, like beef or other stuff like that. The chamber is to be airtight, and the observation windows must be made from ballistics glass. When personnel enter to clean the containment cell twice a week, they must wear hazmat suits, as per usual, and sterilize them upon exit to avoid secondary spread of SCP-939's amnestic AMN-C227. SCP-939 was found after the disappearance of a Foundation field agent. The Foundation dispatched three capture teams, which probably won't end well, and the first Trapper 1 reported to command smelling something rotten. Then they heard sounds of human crying out and went to investigate. This turned out to be an ambush by an instance of SCP-939. Told you so. And a per- all personnel in Trapper 1 were killed. Trapper 2 and 3 then rushed to the scene and used VX nerve gas to control it. Now, as I said previously, SCP-939 does not have any internal organs for the most part. However, they still are somehow capable of being able to give birth to babies. The Foundation had a female SCP-939 that they designated SCP-939-1, which gave birth to six babies after a gestation period of approximately 12 months. Out of the six, three were male and two were female. Now, if you're a math whiz, you may notice that 3 and 2 don't add up to 6, and that's because one of the babies was a stillbirth, and SCP-939-1 ate it. SCP-939-1 put up no fight when the personnel took the babies away, and honestly, I probably wouldn't blame- Oh, that was a bad attempt at a joke. Moving on, the babies were unlike mature SCP-939 in that they resembled human infants, except with the skin of a normal SCP-939. Four of them were dissected, and it was determined that there appeared to be no internal difference between them and a normal human baby. The last one, designated SCP-939-A6, was to be kept to be observed as it matured. After apparently around three years, during which it appeared to think its name was Keter, SCP-939-A6 began showing signs of distress. It also started showing an aversion to light and its body temperature increased. It was moved to a slightly different chamber where it plopped itself down in the provided water. After about 41 hours of sitting there, it began violently tearing at its skin and seemed distressed. When it saw that its skin was peeling off, it didn't stop tearing at its skin and continued scratching until horrified researchers watched the head fall off of its body. What remained was a smaller but otherwise nearly identical version of SCP-939-1. SCP-939-A6 was redesignated as SCP-939-101. It was later dismembered and put in preservation tanks. 
Despite it, this dismemberment, the head still pleads for release con- constantly. Wow, I think we did it. We made an, an episode longer than the rubbers v- video on the same SCP. Woohoo, I think we're improving, and we finally beat the rubber at something. Not quality necessarily, but length. And we here believe in quantity over quality. So yeah, joking, obviously. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This week's SCP was written by Adam Smasher. All information is from the SCP universe and is licensed under the CCBYSA 3.0 license. You may also like The Rubber, Dr. Bob, SCP Explained, Detective Void, and the Exploring series on YouTube. If you enjoy this show, please consider giving us a good review on Apple Podcasts or sending us a voice message. You can also submit our SCPs for us to cover or submit questions for the upcoming 1000 Plays special via the links in the description. See ya. I mean, would you mind being a bit quieter? (laughs)